FM Rewind, Bow 88.1. Area code. I think Department of Education has dispatched psychological support to the um, the students that were affected by this incident. To talk to us more about this is educational activist. His name is Ndede Hendrik Makaneda. And to tell us how one can actually deal with this and also more on what happened. Good morning and thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Welcome to Area Code. Thank you very much indeed. And I also greet the listeners. Dr. Makanita, this incident, these incidents unfortunately happening in schools and these these are places where um, should be, they should be deemed as safe places. I mean, considering the fact that you send your child to school and then suddenly people just open fire, which shows heartlessness, but also at the same time, how do you involve children in whatever kind of wars or disputes that you may have with other business people or counselors uh, definitely you know this uh, tells a story of uh, a country that is already at all with itself uh, because of the un- un- uncontrolled or uncontrollable uh, crime that is uh, ravaging communities and it has now spiraled into schools affecting learners no learner should be exposed to incidents of crime such as shooting. Uh, you know, the fact that uh, two people died in the presence of learners, you can imagine the psychological trauma that these learners are going going through as we speak. And the fact that the MEC has dispersed uh, psychosocial support uh, services uh, to the affected learners, that should be applauded. But uh, the reality is that these learners will never forget this uh, brutal incident which uh, took the lives of uh, two adults, you know, uh, uh, at that particular venue. And at the same time, the learner who drowned as well. We always say that, uh, you know, teachers should be able to observe the duty of care because in the absence of parents, teachers automatically become parents. Therefore, teachers have got a duty to make sure that all learners feel safe at all times. Mm, that is so true. That is so true. Can we, um, we will come back to this one right now, especially because we don't know as to why um, people just came and opened fire. It could either be political, it could be business stuff or, you know, so we'll come back to this one. But can we just move over to the issue or rather, yes, to the incident at, that happened in Olifant's front day with the Lair School, Queenswood, um, student drowning there. It's not the first time that we hear of such incidents. It's not the first time. Uh, we have already lost a number of learners as in these excursions, uh, you know, uh, dying, uh, you know, without being attended to by the relevant uh, authorities. And, uh, you know, the situation seems to continue. And, and that is why we are saying that government must really strengthen its hand to ensure that they hold, uh, you know, those responsible accountable. Uh, because if nothing happens, uh, you know, it means people can just go. I, I think at the moment what, what is happening in, in many schools is that uh, teachers just issue the indemnity forms and, you know, which are signed by parents as well as learners, uh, you know, before they go on trips. But uh, 
you you do find that in some instances teachers uh, you know don't look out after these learners. You find that they are also busy with their own things. You know, it's more like they're on holiday. I've seen in some instances where learners were left on their own, whilst uh, teachers were sitting in a bar or in a restaurant, uh, you know, looking after themselves. And such incidents should really be condemned uh, with the strongest uh, possible terms. Well, the law firm that was appointed in Chupitang Inc., um, incorporated attorneys are obviously opening an inquest on this, but have they said as to how the proceedings are going to go or maybe given a way forward as to what's happening now? The law firm is going to probably, it's going to definitely do an investigation uh, into how the learners, uh, the learner died uh, and so on and so forth, what actually happens. You know, in other words, they are going to have to bring a a report, you know, a conclusive report that can be able to point uh, to all of us as the public as to who, what might have transpired there, you know, what was, uh, who was supposed to be on duty and so on and so forth, where the learners supposed to be there at that time and so on. So basically all issues will be looked uh, from all angles and, uh, you know, interviews will take place, uh, people will be summoned uh, to come and give evidence. Uh, before this uh, law firm and eventually once the law firm is able to present a a, a full report i'm sure that by then you know the state can be able to act if if there are any incidents of wrongdoing but from our side we are trying to say that preliminary reports should be able to indicate you know and and show us what could have uh, happened there particularly in terms of the duty of care, because that is the most important one. Mm. I mean, if if teachers, if, if, even in the classroom, if if learners step each other in the class and uh, you find that the teacher is absent, the automatic or preliminary reports uh, suggest that the teacher should be suspended whilst uh, investigations uh, carry on. So even in this case, we believe that, uh, you know, such preliminary reports should be done uh, with a view to make sure that uh, you know suspensions kick in immediately, whilst uh, this investigation co- uh, continues. And what does that mean for other schools? Um, will they be allowed to carry on with excursions, especially because it's not a departmental school, but it's it's different schools doing it in their own capacity? Well, uh, you know, learners and teachers from time to time have to, you know, they, 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 they don't have to always be in the classroom. Uh, you know, learners need time to go to camps, you know, to be in a different environment, uh, to learn differently and, you, you know, to be subjected to other, uh, you know, stakeholders who can be able to take them through whatever games they do or any educational uh, lessons that they have to embark upon. So excursions are very important for learners, uh, you know, uh, and as well as teachers. And I don't think that uh, they should be stopped uh, because of uh, this uh, incident of, uh, you know, this unsafe incidents that have already occurred, as we speak. I think that uh, both uh, teachers as well as the facilitators who are found in camps should take reasonable steps to make sure that, you know, they look after these learners. And where necessary, they must be able to demonstrate and, and, you know, give out uh, instructions uh, on time 
and and even during the the night because some of these things can also happen at night you know the guards should always be ready to make sure that learners are in one place where they are supposed to be uh, seated or, or where they sleep uh, without any possibility of uh, losing lives we've already lost lives as i've said and the time has really come for us to make sure that we stop these things uh, once and for all this is something that is manageable all we need is the, the will from all stakeholders to be able to look after the children at all times. Mm-hmm. Earlier on, you spoke of indemnity forms that schools just give out indemnity forms, but parents um, are obviously expected to look at um, at such as well. How can parents do better? when it comes to knowing about the safety of their children before they sign these indemnity forms? Uh, parents have got a duty as well to interact with or to collaborate with their teachers uh, because it takes uh, a triangle, parents, learners and teachers, you know, to for learning and teaching to take place. So parents also have a duty to inform, uh, you know, the school of any conditions that the learner may have, uh, you know, before they go on an ex excursion and even learners who cannot swim i mean parents should be able to come forward and say please as a teacher or as teachers do not allow under any circumstances do not allow my child to go near the pool if the, the if the parent feels that the child uh, you know has got no capacity to to swim and so on so Sometimes these things don't happen, and you find that uh, because the teacher is dealing with a large number of learners, you know, they just allow everyone to go into, whether it be swimming pools or rivers, wherever the excursion may be taking place. So in, in some instances, they just get shocked or, or surprised when they, they one of the learners, uh, uh, you know, does not, or, or when something happens to, to one of the learners. So parents have to really find a way to collaborate with uh, teachers. Because, I mean, if you look at the indemnity forms as well, you know, they, you know, these forms actually ensure that uh, parents are t- t- uh, take full responsibility. Sometimes uh, schools can be exonerated, uh, you know, if something happens. Uh, you know, those forms have got terms and conditions. And, and that is why up to now we have not really had situations whereby people have been held yes. accountable. Well, I hear you there and I agree with what you're saying. I mean, considering the fact that it would outline, um, is there anything that the school should know, like allergies and other stuff like that? Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us, Ndete Maganeta, um, and continue doing the great work that you're doing and also um, keep going forward um, with being an activist, looking out for our children in schools and making sure that the education system um, is better. Thank you very much indeed. And that's Hendrik Makaneta, educational activist. And we were talking about the incidents that are happening in different kinds of schools. If you missed out on that interview, simply go on www.valfm.co.za. It will be uploaded there as a podcast, um, or rather as a rewind, so you can listen back to it. Area code FM Rewind, Val 88.1.